The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. The greatest event in modern history is soon to occur. Will you and your family be ready for this event? You should be. If indeed you are praying daily, your kingdom come. This coming event will replace the United Nations. This coming event will transform a sick and dying world into a healthy, prosperous, peaceful world. This event is called the Second Coming. Yes, the Second Coming of the Messiah, who will return as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, came the first time to preach the gospel of the coming kingdom of God. He came the first time to become the Savior of the world by shedding His blood for your sins and mine, that we might be forgiven. When did Jesus come the first time? Was it on December 25th? Or was it in September? And why will He come again? You need to know. Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. Our sorrowful, war-torn world needs a transformation. It needs the second coming of Jesus Christ the Messiah to this earth. When we think of all of the terrible evils, conflicts, and wars around the world, we pray daily, Your Kingdom Come. World War I, with its deadly mustard gas and tragic trench warfare, killed more than 35 million soldiers and civilians. World War II caused the deaths of nearly 60 million soldiers and civilians. If we include deaths from disease and famine related to the war, the death toll exceeds 80 million. At the end of the war, two nuclear bombs alone dropped over Japan in August of 1945 instantly killed more than 100,000 Japanese and led to the eventual deaths of another estimated 100,000 or more. Many thousands were disfigured for life, and now we see deadly conflicts in Syria, Iraq, and the Ukraine. Malaysia Airlines Flight Number 17 was shot down by a missile over the Ukraine, killing 283 passengers and 15 crew members. This incident occurred barely four months after another Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 mysteriously disappeared on March 8th. It's 227 passengers and 12 crew members all presumed dead. The Ebola disease has killed multiple thousands in Western Africa. Droughts, wildfires, floods, volcanoes, and earthquakes add to the instability of our age. My friends, when will it all end? What is the solution? The solution, my friends, is the second coming, the return of the Messiah Jesus Christ to this earth. He taught us to pray for the coming kingdom or government of God on this earth. That kingdom will replace all the carnal, despotic, greedy, and self-serving governments around the world. But when will that great event take place? What are the signs of the second coming? On today's program, we'll answer those questions 
and we'll be offering you an exciting, inspiring, and informative free booklet titled 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Be sure to write down the contact information to order your free copy. On Tomorrow's World, we encourage you to read your own Bible. God has revealed to all of us the dramatic events in this end time and the future beyond. Regular viewers of Tomorrow's World are familiar with the greatest announcement in modern history in the future of most of you living. Let's first of all understand that God Almighty has all the power in the universe. He controls the universe. He knows every astro body by name. He created the distant galaxies and the glory of the heavens. Christ himself sustains all things, the universe, by the word of his power, as it tells us in Hebrews 1, verse 3. God challenges puny human beings. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is called the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9, verse 6. He will return with the power of the universe and his authority to establish his government over all nations of the world. And he will teach the world the way to peace. So what will be the greatest announcement in modern history? Turn in your Bible to Revelation, the 11th chapter, Revelation 11 and verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. My friends, the only solution to our mad, mad world is the establishment of a one-world government, and that ruled by Jesus Christ coming back to this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. When will Christ return? When should we expect the second coming? Perhaps we can learn from the Messiah's first coming. When was he born in Bethlehem? Some of you may be familiar with the prophet Daniel's 70-week prophecy. The Jews of the first century and the time leading up to the first century were aware of Daniel's prophecy. Turn in your Bible to Daniel, the ninth chapter. Here is described the famous prophecy referring to the Messiah's prophesied appearance. Daniel 9, verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy or as other translations, such as the NIV and the ESV have it, the most holy place. Yes, Daniel's prophecy revealed that one of the major purposes of the Messiah was to make reconciliation for iniquity. My friends, you can be forgiven for all your sins through the blood of Christ, but there are requirements, as Jesus himself made clear. He said, repent and believe in the gospel. That's in Mark 1, verse 15. Then the apostle Peter told the masses of the people on the day of Pentecost, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's Acts 2, verse 38. 
My friends, if you've come to that place in your life where you've repented and want to be baptized, we have representatives in many regions around the world. Just call the number on the screen or contact us on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Notice, according to Daniel's prophecy, when the Messiah was to begin his ministry. Daniel 9, verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks, that's a total of sixty-nine weeks, the street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublesome times. As most Bible scholars understand, a day in prophecy represents a year in fulfillment. You can refer to Ezekiel 4.6 and Numbers 14.34. So when, according to the 70 weeks prophecy, was the Messiah to appear and begin his ministry? We'll answer that question in the next part of our program. But first I'd like to offer you this free vital booklet titled, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. This booklet will give you the biblical signs and trends leading up to the second coming. This informative free booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return, will help you in your study of the Bible and Bible prophecy. You need to know your future. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Just ask for the booklet on the 14 signs. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw the awesome announcement in Revelation 11, verse 15, associated with the return of Jesus Christ. But when did the Messiah come the first time? Daniel's 70 weeks prophecy reveals the answer. As we saw in the first part of our program, the Messiah would begin his prophesied mission after 69 prophetic weeks. As we saw earlier, a day in prophecy is equal to a year in fulfillment. Since there are 69 weeks leading up to the Messiah, there are 69 weeks times 7 days per week. 69 days times 7 days per week equals 483 days or prophetic years. But when did the prophecy begin? Many scholars refer to the decree of Artaxerxes in Ezra 7 verses 11 through 28, which was given historically in 457 B.C. Moving forward, 483 years from B.C. to A.D., 
we subtract 457 from 483, and we have an answer that appears to be 26 A.D. However, mathematically, since there is no year zero, going from B.C. to A.D. requires adding one year. Thus, the Messiah was to appear in 27 A.D. How old was Jesus when he began his ministry? Just after John baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, Luke writes in chapter 3, verse 23, that Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age. So when was Jesus born? If we subtract 30 years from 27 A.D., we come up to 3 B.C. But we must add one year because there is no year zero. So Jesus was born in 4 B.C. But was he born on December 25th? Most scholars admit that the flock of sheep described in Luke 2.8 would not have been out in the cold Judean hills that time of year. Further, consider the fact that when Mary, Jesus' mother, had just become pregnant with Jesus, her cousin Elizabeth was six months pregnant with John the Baptist. That's in Luke 1, verse 36. John was conceived shortly after Zacharias' father's scheduled priestly service in the temple. Considering the dates of Zechariah's temple service, scholars have calculated that Jesus would have been born within two weeks either side of the Feast of Trumpets, which was on Saturday, September 20th, 4 B.C., on the Gregorian calendar. The biblical Feast of Trumpets reveals the meaning of the seven trumpets of Revelation 8, 9, and 11. The last trumpet announces the second coming as we've seen in Revelation 11, verse 15. And the last trumpet also signals the resurrection of the saints, as it tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52. The biblical and historic facts demonstrate that Jesus was not born in the winter, but on or near the Feast of Trumpets 4 B.C. So how did a December 25th celebration come about? Read most any reputable encyclopedia under the subject Christmas, and you will learn the answer. The World Encyclopedia, for example, gives this historic perspective. The Feast of Saul Invictus on December 25th was a sacred day in the religion of Mithraism, which was widespread in the Roman Empire. Its god Mithras was a solar deity of Persian origin identified with the sun. It displayed its unconquerability as Sol Invictus when it began to rise higher in the sky following the winter solstice. Hence, December 25th was celebrated as the sun's birthday. In 274 CE, Emperor Aurelian officially designated December 25th as the Festival of Sol Invictus, or the Festival of the Unconquered Sun. Jesus and the Apostles observed the biblical holy days and festivals, such as the Feast of Trumpets, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles, as we pointed out in previous programs. The first century New Testament church never observed festivals that were based on paganism. Even the Catholic Encyclopedia confirms this early rejection of a December celebration. Christmas was not among the earliest festivals of the church. 
Irenaeus and Tertullian omit it from the lists of feasts. Origen, glancing perhaps at the discreditable imperial natalitia, asserts that in the scriptures, sinners alone, not saints, celebrate their birthday. The third century Catholic writer, Arnobius, can still ridicule the birthdays of the gods. My friends, the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy concerning the Messiah's first coming and his ministry also reveals the awesome glory of his second coming. What was that purpose often overlooked by the commercial trappings surrounding Christmas? We'll answer that question in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this exciting free booklet titled, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. You'll learn details about end-time prophecy that you probably have never heard about before. You need to prepare for the greatest event in modern history. You need this booklet. Be sure to order your free copy. Call now. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Under God's inspiration, the prophet Daniel predicted the ministry of the Messiah and the year it was to begin. One of the major purposes of the Messiah's first coming was to make reconciliation for iniquity. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, shed His blood to reconcile us to God. Romans 5, verse 8 makes that plain. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. That's Romans 5, verses 8 through 10. As we mentioned earlier, if you have repented of your sins and have accepted Christ's shed blood for the remission of your sins, and you want to be baptized following the biblical instructions, we invite you to counsel with one of our representatives. We have representatives in many regions around the world. Just call the number on the screen or contact us on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. My friends, do you want to be a part of God's kingdom? Christ will be the king of the kingdom to come, and he will teach warring nations the way to lasting peace. But he will also appoint faithful Christians, the saints, to serve with him. My friends, will you serve in God's coming kingdom on this earth? If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation, the 20th chapter. What is the reward of the saved? Will you just be floating around on clouds with nothing to do? My friends, saved Christians will be serving in God's kingdom as kings and priests. Revelation 20, verse 4. The Apostle John writes, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. Listen. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, 
and shall reign with him a thousand years. Where will you and the faithful saints be serving and reigning for a thousand years? Regular viewers of tomorrow's world are familiar with Revelation 5, verse 10, the song of the saints. Read it with your own eyes. Revelation 5, verse 10. The saints will become kings and priests to our God. And where will they reign? And we shall reign on the earth. My friends, God is love. He wants you to be a part of His royal family forever. He wants you to be a part of the second coming to transform this lawless, sin-ridden, warring, wicked world into a prosperous, joy-filled, peaceful world. Your job here on earth in assisting the King of Kings will be to teach the way to peace among families, cities, and nations. Thank God for the exciting vision of tomorrow's world. Read in your own Bible the prophecy on world re-education, Isaiah 2 and verse 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Listen to this. He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. During the great tribulation and the day of the Lord, billions of human beings will learn sobering lessons through their suffering. They will finally and sincerely desire God's way of life and peace. And where will they seek that guidance? Jesus Christ will rule all nations from the world capital in Jerusalem. Notice this in Isaiah 2, verse 3. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He, Christ the King of kings, shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. And what will be the inspiring result of God's government and kingdom on earth? As we read earlier in verse 4, They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. My friends, you need to prepare for your glorious future. You need to prepare for the second coming. To help you in that vital preparation, I'd like to offer you an exciting, inspiring booklet called 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. My friends, you need to watch and pray always. This free booklet will help you in your Bible study and in your vital preparation for the second coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So pick up the telephone right now and order your free copy. You can also order your free exciting booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the booklet on the 14 signs. Call now. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine 
full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. On today's program, we've briefly discussed the awesome purpose of the Messiah's first coming and the exciting mission for His second coming that will bring peace and prosperity to all nations around the world. Daniel's 70-week prophecy predicted that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would begin His seven-year ministry in 27 A.D. This was the beginning of Daniel's 70th prophetic week. But Jesus was cut off in the middle of that prophetic week, and His three-and-one-half-year ministry ended with the Passover and crucifixion in 31 A.D. Jesus was resurrected after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, just as He predicted in Matthew 12 and verse 40. As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Many professing Christians today deny that sign when they observe a Friday crucifixion and a Sunday morning resurrection. Jesus was placed in the tomb at sunset at the beginning of an annual Sabbath or Holy Day on Wednesday night, April 25th, 31 A.D. The annual Sabbath began at sunset Wednesday evening. The Apostle John refers to it as a high day, John 19, verse 31. Therefore, because it was the preparation day, that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Jesus was resurrected Saturday night at sunset, exactly three days and three nights in the tomb, just as he said. Christ is now preparing for his return to this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus the Messiah will yet fulfill the remaining three and one-half years of his prophesied seven-year ministry when he returns. He will complete all aspects of the 70 weeks prophecy described in Daniel 9, verse 24. One of his major missions will be to establish the new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. That was prophesied in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34, and Hebrews 8, verses 7 through 13. We look forward to the time when Jerusalem will be the capital of the world and all nations will go up to Jerusalem to worship the Messiah. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. My friends, we all yearn for the coming kingdom of God. Jesus taught us to pray to our Father in heaven, Your kingdom come. Are you crying out for God's kingdom to come? I pray, my friends, that is your daily prayer as well. Let's look forward to the greatest event in modern history. Let's rejoice in the promise of the second coming and prepare with all our heart and soul. Be sure to request your free copy of our inspiring free booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. And be sure to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We invite you to join our colleagues, Wallace Smith and Rod King, 
We'll also share with you the awesome truths of the Bible, the deeper meaning of life, and the prophecies of tomorrow's world. Be sure to join us again next week, right here at the same time. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.